Welcome to Vegan Cookie Reviews. Thank you for tuning in. Today's guest I'm super excited to have on. Uh, his name is Cameron Davis. He's a photographer. His work just honestly speaks for himself. Such a great conversation we had, and uh, I won't do too much of an interjection. So let's just get right into it. Welcome to Vegan Cookie Reviews. Vegan Cookie Reviews. Today we got Cameron Davis with us. Welcome. Thank you. How are you Thank doing you. today? I appreciate it. I'm doing good, man. It's been a good day, honestly. Long day, but good day. I, I felt like that too. It's it's a good day. I, for the past couple of days, I have not slept a lot. Um, it's just been a lot going on. Um, birthday party. Um, my roommate, funny enough, right? <laughs> uh, he had a birthday party, so it turned out to be great. And uh, that was a lot of fun, but very little sleep. And then shoots and, and work and stuff like that. So I've just, for the past two days, I think I've slept for maybe like five hours. At, you know, just being honest. Yeah. So it's one of those things where like, like I said, it's been a good day because I've been productive, but it's also been a long day at the same time. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, those weeks can get tough sometimes, but uh, but yeah, shout out to uh, Birthday Boy over here. Yes. If you hear anything in the background, that's, that's my roommate. <laughs> <laughs> He's a really, really incredible photographer, by the way. Um, I'm going to have to try to shout him out or plug him in here somewhere at the end, but he's yeah, actually yeah. really good. Honestly, it's really cool when you get to live with other creative people. Yeah. And what's really kind of cool about that situation is that we occupy different spaces within mm-hmm. photography, but you can still find inspiration from that though, right? So even though we don't, you know, shoot the same stuff necessarily, like I can look at the work and I can be like, wow, that's really dope. And there's things about it that I can take from it, you know, whether that's um, the, the, a particular perspective that he that he takes on the subject versus something else, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, versus like what I would maybe normally look at it or... Even just, you know, knowing each other and, 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 and whatnot and, you know, networking relationships that exist outside of photography and things like that. You know what I mean? So being around somebody that shares a similar, you know, creative path uh, that you're on, I, I, I think in a lot of ways is in terms of living anyways, is really cool. So you've been doing photography for how, how long now? Uh, I started when I was 18. Okay. Um, so I think we're now going on like 12 or 13 years, something like that. I'm honestly, I've kind of yeah, sort of nice. lost count a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I want to say, yeah, like 12, thir- thir- 13 sounds more accurate, so I'm mm-hmm. going to say 13. Okay. Um, <laughs> but uh, somewhere in that pocket for sure. Over 10 years, I'll put it to you that way. Over 10 years. Over yeah. 10 years doing photography. And what, uh, what was the beginning for you? How did you pick that up? Uh, you know, photography for me, I feel like wasn't one of those natural... Like, I may be like, I don't know. I, like, I hear a lot of photographers tell me, like, their sob stories about, mm-hmm. like, how their dad or, like, someone else gave them a camera and they were just, like, inspired and shit like that. And I'm like, that's cool. Like, that wasn't me. Like, I've always been uh, book smart, you know what I mean, to be mm-hmm. honest with you. So my path kind of all throughout school, up, you know, high school and everything like that, I always thought that I was going to, like, be a doctor or, like, a lawyer. Like, I knew I had, like, some kind of creative ability because... I used to draw a lot. Like mm-hmm. as a kid, I was really big into drawing and painting, and I was also really big into music. So I played a, a lot of instruments and things like that uh, when I was a kid, up until you know a young adult. And so that creative element was there, but it was never fully like nurtured, right? Yeah. So once I had turned 18 and I was just starting my freshman year in college, I had met this girl who was a photographer, and that's how it all started. She. 
um, opened up the just the doorway for me in terms of showing me a different, you know, a different creative medium, right? Because I, like I said, I, you know, I knew how to sketch and, you know, paint and whatever, but like photography was something completely new, completely mm-hmm. different. And so that was just a really cool new creative medium that I didn't know nothing about that I wanted to know more about. So through her, you know, she taught me a lot about, you know, the history of photography. She taught me a lot about just the sort of the mechanics of photography in terms of, you know, your camera and things like that. And yeah, it, it changed my life, to be honest with you. And so that's where I would say the start came from. Mm-hmm. Um, but once I, once I got introduced to it, though, then I got hooked. And you know what I mean? It became sort of just like a, a thing that I personally wanted to know more about, something that I personally wanted to do more of. And so that's what it takes sometimes, right? I think for people to sort of find their path in life, sometimes you just need someone to like show you something and then that's it, right? Like, you know, your, 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 your life journey could be taking a completely different, you know, different direction, but someone's like, hey man, like, you know, how do you feel about this? And next thing you know, you're like, oh shit, I really like that. And yeah. that's what I want to do. And so that's basically what happened. So as much as I loved you know, the idea of like wanting to be a doctor and, 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 you know, wanting to, you know, I've always considered myself a pretty smart guy. So like, Mm -hmm. you know, just the idea of wanting to do that consistently, um, the, the, the appeal of photography, the appeal of art in general was just stronger. And so in the end it won. That's pretty much how it happened. Nice. (laughs) Um, now when you first started, or I, I guess also throughout the years, you've been doing photography, you said, for over 10 years. One of the things that I think speaks to a lot of creatives is the, you know, a lot of creatives I hear talk about the struggle. Right. And, and it is true because for a lot of people, a creative pathway sometimes introduces some sort of difficulties as far as what sometimes society wants you to do or sometimes what other people don't understand about the art and especially to what you also feel like you need to do just to make a living. Right. Um, right. As far as throughout all those years, what has been some of the things that has kind of kept you, kept you on that path? Cause I know, I know that's something that a lot of people deal with. Even, even, I mean, for me, you know, it's not like I'm out struggling every single day, but you know, for those people that, that do have, that gift of creativity in them, it can be difficult at times to, to have, you know, so many different things pulling you different ways. Totally. Uh, what's something that you would say kind of has helped you o- over the years, especially if there has been those times where there's been lows? Um, I would say for that, honestly, it'd have to be like just personal sense of accomplishment, right? Mm-hmm. Like every time that I was able to go out and shoot or like I was able to book a certain job or like a certain project that I really wanted to work with a certain person that continued to motivate me going forward right and so for me I never even though though there were moments where like I felt like I wanted to quit because of the you know the difficulties whatever those may be right because it's a complex situation right so the struggling right mm-hmm. isn't always just financial right sometimes it's just internal right like exactly creatively you're struggling yeah. right to figure out your next idea your next concept so it's a multifaceted thing so struggling i i i have to broaden it to say that to 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 get past whatever the struggle yeah, is like that. whether that's financial whether it's your own creativity whether it's family whatever's in your way right that's what struggle is whatever's just in your way to me, my desire to want to get past whatever that hurdle was always outweighed that, right? So 
every time, again, I, I, I ran into one of those like brick walls, I was like, okay, Cameron, either you're gonna let this wall stop you or you're gonna find a way over it. And so for me, once I was over, mm -hmm. I felt better. Like, it's just that simple. Like, I felt like, wow, I did, you know, yeah, this sucked and, you know, didn't having to do this didn't work out maybe the way I wanted it to or whatever. But now that I'm on the opposite side of that, I feel complete. I feel better. And so to me, my sense of pride is just way stronger than someone or something, some arbitrary thing saying like, okay, you're defined by this struggle, you know, if that makes sense. Yeah. You know, so that, that's, that to me is something that I would tell people you have to look internally for, right? Because like what motivates me to get up every day and what motivates you are, you know, maybe are two very different things. Some people are motivated solely by the financial aspects, right? Oh, I'm here to make money every mm -hmm. day. So regardless of what it is I'm dealing with, my goal is to get up and make this money. Some people are motivated by the creativity part of it, right? That like, hey, getting another opportunity to exercise my creative, my, you know, my, my creative freedom, my creativity is enough for me to get up and deal with the bullshit that I have to deal with, right? So you have to really figure that out for yourself. And that's a question that, you know, only you really know the answer to. And it's going to come down to whether or not you want it bad enough, right? So yeah. those are, I would say, the two parts of it. And I've met plenty of people throughout the years, you know, that let the struggle, right? Again, we're using air quotes yeah, in this yeah. case, right? We're using air quotes, guys. So whatever the struggle is, I've I've seen, I've seen enough people let that situation defeat them, whatever that situation mm. is, you know. And it sucks, you know what I mean. Yeah. But that's again, that's something that they internally have to sort of deal with and reconcile with themselves, if that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, and as far as. I, and I really like that because that's that's something that I think. Obviously, I I wanted to see your perspective on it, but yeah. I think that's a good perspective to have because I think so many people are looking for something for one person to tell them that is like a key. That's like, oh, okay, Cameron Davis said this, and and that's the secret. And 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 you saying that it really is an internal thing. I, I like because. It's true. You have to have that get up every single day and conquer whatever things that that might come towards you. You got to really be be yourself pretty yeah, much. Yeah, man. Listen, you know, the thing about it is, is like no one can do anything for you. Yeah. Right. So if, 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 if we know that no one can do anything for you, then looking for, you know, motivation or, or some kind of sort of sense of like self-affirmation from somewhere mm -hmm. else, like not saying it's not needed, yeah. but it's, it, it can't be the driving force of why you decide to get up every day and do what you do, mm -hmm. right? Like there's a part of you internally that has to say, I want to do this for myself, right? So I'll give you a really great, like <laughs> a, 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 a weird little like, uh, what, I might be using the wrong word here, but just like sort of almost like a weird contradiction, right? Uh -huh. I'm incredibly self-motivated right to with my photography right like i love it i get up every day and, and i try to figure out how to be a better photographer yeah. right but at the same time i have some of the least self motivation you can think of when it comes to like going to the gym yeah. right so that you, the point is is that I have to figure that out though. I have to figure out why, you know, uh, what motivates me to want to go to the gym every day, mm -hmm. what motivates me to want to get up and do this every day, right? And and that's it. So I can't tell you what those are. Yeah. And so I can only tell you that I feel that way about it. And if you can, you know, relate in some kind of capacity, awesome. 
Um, but yeah, man, that's a question that I get a lot, you know, just in general, right? Guys that I meet and, and, and people that I meet in my life, they're like, yo, what, why do you, you know, what gets you going? And I'm like, I don't know, bro. Just myself. Yeah. Like, yeah, I, just myself. I, I wake up and I just, I feel the urge to want to do these things. Yeah. You know, how's it when you wake up and you feel the urge to want to go run, right? Mm -hmm. It's a feeling that you feel internally, which is then coming out in a different kind of way, right? It's, it's yeah. coming out in an external action. So that's just what it is. I, but what it, you know, what it is specifically inside of me, I don't know. I, I couldn't say, you know, yeah. I couldn't say. Uh, as far as, and then you had mentioned too about learning and um, and it's funny cause like doing this podcast is funny too for like, you'll, you'll notice the way you think more. I think like the way your brain thinks, like I'm, I'm going back and I, I like, I don't give a shit if it's not going to make sense, no, but I'm going back, <laughs> but I'm going back to something you said no, earlier. Listen, it was great. Cause uh, we're just having a conversation. You yeah. Know, that's man, the yeah. Of this, right? Um, no, but I, I want to ask you about, you had said learning about the history was something that you liked. And I think you've posted before some of some of the people that have inspired your work. Oh, yeah, man. Uh, who would you say are some of the bigger influences? I, I think ha, have you posted about like Helmut Newton? Before? Helmut Newton's a big one. Yeah, I love that um, guy. Yeah, he's he's incredible. Um, Ansel Adams is incredible. Mm -hmm. Richard uh, Richard Avedon is incredible. Um, there's a lot of guys that I I know who they are, but I I can't. Yeah, like, yeah. I don't know their names or mm -hmm. how to pronounce their names exactly. Um, so, you know, whoever is listening to this podcast, please don't kill me. Forgive <laughs> yeah. me. Um, but there's this guy named, um, ah, man, I know I'm getting his name wrong. Uh, he was this uh, French photographer, Jean, I want to say like Ferguson, but I know that's not right. Um, but he was a really, really dope photographer like in the early 80s. And mm -hmm. then there's like this other photographer, this guy named Pierre something or another, who was like a really sick photographer as well. Um, I don't know. I mean, there's just so many. Like I, I like I said, I, I know a lot of these guys' names. If I were to see yeah. them, or if I had a list like right in front of me, I could be like, oh yeah, this guy, this guy. But and and just kind of knowing these guys, you know, some of their names off the top of my head. But you know, yeah, Helmut Noon in particular, like right, has just been a huge influence uh, in general. I when I first saw his work, I thought, I, and I still think that you know he's one of the most. One of not only one of the best photographers, but one of the more just one of the most revolutionary photographers, right? Mm -hmm. His take on fashion combined fashion with the idea of erotica, which at, during his time period, you know, was unheard of and yeah. just like crazy and completely forward thinking, right? So, like now in today's current climate, right? Photography is so broad and so big. I mean, the field itself is 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 young, but it's but. It, a lot has happened within that time frame in which photography has kind of sort of existed in the mainstream aspects, right? Mm -hmm. So with that being said, you look at somebody like him who you would imagine during his time period, you know, was like coming up with this idea and you can only imagine the amount of like gaps that he was <laughs> getting like, oh my God, you want to do what? You yeah. want to choke a girl out while she's wearing, you know, a Gucci suit? Who does that? You know what I mean? So like his take on fashion complain you know changed how we looked at it which now has become like a standard right mm -hmm. like people are looking to push the edge push the envelope combine you know these various elements right fashion isn't just a one-dimensional thing it can and either you know any form of photography doesn't have to be one-dimensional photography now especially for me anyways exists in a, a, a multi-faceted uh, state meaning that Photography is a combination of portrait, of fashion, of editorial, of lifestyle, of whatever, you know, sort of acronyms you want to use to yeah. define it. 
all at the same time. Like when you're looking at a photograph, right? Like what makes this picture an, uh, a fashion shot? Because she has clothes, okay? Well, so does this picture. So yeah. <laughs> what, what are we using to define these things, right? And so with that being said, a lot of that has to do with him, right? Taking, again, you taking mm-hmm. fashion in the traditional sense of what people may have known it, especially during, like I said, at his time, and then taking, you know, the idea of, uh, uh, you know, erotica, essentially, right? Which I would argue it's not even erotica, right? But you can say that. And putting those two things together, which now has opened up a new way for people to think, how can I combine things, basically? You know, so yeah. that to me is one of the reasons why I think he is... Um, why he is such an influential photographer um i think i said he's probably one of the most important to you know have ever existed Uh, and i I take huge inspiration from him um and inspiration is not the idea of oh i want to be this person Mm -hmm. right it's just more like i appreciate his perspective in a way that uh you know i want to apply to what i'm doing you know in some kind of capacity so yeah, there's a lot of really great talent. There's also a lot of you know like younger, newer guys, I guess that you could say are guys of this generation, my generation, whatever, uh, that are also incredibly talented that I follow. Like I yeah. follow you know a ton of photographers. I watch and I pay attention. I try to learn and study as much as I can. And so there's guys like there's one guy, uh, Yuri Treskov. He's like one of my favorite photographers. Uh, and uh, you know, to me, every time I look at his work, I'm just like, man, this guy's so good. And then I was looking, there's this other guy that I was looking up yesterday. His name is like uh, Michael Pierre or something like that. And I just came across his work and I was like, man, this guy's really good. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, there's talent everywhere, you know. And so I try to find a variety of, of people that I like and follow and that inspire me um, that I think just have an interesting take on photography that's slightly different. Mm-hmm. You know? uh, as far as, as far as like inspiration goes, do you think that there's, I mean, obviously I think there anybody could argue that there would be other forms of inspiration than than just our own field for for example a filmmaker of i mean photographer you know easiest right. example might be inspired by something other than photography are there those like for example like movies or are there like directors or different other yeah, types yeah, of yeah. Fi- fields I, I, that I, I think i don't think inspiration is one dimensional <clears throat> yeah. right i don't think i don't think a film director gets you know uh you know, inspiration solely from watching another movie, right? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I think maybe a part of it comes from his daily life experiences, mm-hmm. from the people that you know, the people that you meet. So, I mean, inspiration is going to come in a, in, in, a, in a combination of ways. So, so for me, you know, like music is a really big okay. inspiration or inspiring factor uh, for me. I, I think in a lot of ways, music has been one of the crutch a catalyst for how I look at a photograph, how I feel about a photograph, because think about it, right? So what is music? Music is words, and I have a picture. And so what do we like to do? Put words to pictures, mm-hmm. right? And so for me, when I'm shooting, as an example, I'm thinking of a song or listening to a certain song, or I have music playing on set or whatever that is helping me sort of interpret, right, the words to whatever the song that I might be playing is sort of interpreting what I want to see, you know, in my camera. Yeah. So... I think you take it from all kinds of different places. You know, I'm a big movie guy as well. So, like, I, I love the 
scope and scale that movies provide, right? Yeah, like movies can definitely. make you feel incredibly in depth with something, right? Like a, like what we're doing right now, right? Yeah. Having a one-on-one personal conversation and and you see those movies where they're like right in on the yeah. person's mouth or like right in the conversation between the two. And then you can be all the way out in space in Star Wars, right? Mm-hmm. So like the the range of scope is is incredibly huge and that's one of the things I've tried to incorporate into my own photography, right? Shots that may be really tight and detailed all the way to something that feels far and 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 small you know what i mean so to me uh i tell people all the time take inspiration where you can um and you know and and try to just take what you will from it and and try to figure out how to apply it to what it is you're trying to do whether that's making movies whether that's music you know photography whatever even if you're not doing those things just Mm -hmm. life in general you know it is what it is as far as music what's like a top album for you right now (sighs) Oh man. Um, well, it's funny because I have so I have a really like wide eclectic sound mm-hmm. of of me. I used to you know for a long time, you know I I was like hip hop and and rap and all that. And it's funny because like now as I've gotten older, like I I I not I kind of hate rap in a lot of ways. <laughs> Um, even though I still listen to it on a daily basis. Yeah. Like when I I say that jokingly, like yeah. you know it's just more like. I've gotten older to the point where like my music palette is so much bigger now, yeah. so it gives me a, a, a much like I don't have to digest one form of music every day. Like I can one day I'll be feeling just listening to like jazz yeah. and shit. Like just literally, I can listen to jazz like all day, and then like I'll, or then the next day like I'll listen to like I listen to a lot of like foreign music you okay. know like uh, shit that I don't even understand, but <laughs> it sounds good, right? Because music isn't about like you know, oh, do I, can I hear it, right? Mm-hmm. It's more just, do I feel it? So, like, I'll listen to, like, a lot of, like, you know, French, uh, you know, uh, like, French classical music, or, like, I'll listen to, like, Japanese, like, dude, there's so many subgenres, it's really cool, right? So, like, you know, I'll listen to, like, Japanese 80s funk music, yeah. which, like, <laughs> that's cool. it has its own particular style of sound that's different from, like, American funk music, right? Or, um... I'll listen to a lot of like synth wave or like 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 a, you know sort of like what they would kind of consider it like a, you know electronic music mm-hmm. or whatever not house I'm not I'm not going to lie I'm not a big house guy <laughs> yeah. um but like synth wave is a little more smoother right cuz it has like sort of a hip hop fusion to it yeah, so yeah. it's a little bit cleaner um I listen to a lot of that I listen to um um yeah man I don't know it's just it's it's very wide so I appreciate that, you know, because yeah. like I said, I can every day like basically listen to something new and like never feel like repetitive, but mm. it makes me keep a nice fresh perspective on genres of music when I do finally cycle back to them. So yeah. I haven't listened to hip hop as an example for like a whole week, but when I do kind of come back to it, like it'll feel new to me yeah, because I fresh. haven't been worn on it every mm. single day. So I try to tell people, open up your palate, you know, cause you never know. Uh, what you're gonna love, you know what I mean, and and just what speaks to you. So like I, last little thing I'll say about that is, I think of the music that I like a lot. Like I listen to a lot of um, um, uh, Japanese uh, anime soundtracks, mm-hmm. the OSTs in particular, um, because their take on how they incorporate like pianos in particular and like or, or, uh, orchestral music 
is really it just sounds amazing like you've ever played or listened to like final fantasy and you listen yeah. to the soundtracks yeah. it's like fucking beautiful yeah so like how can you not enjoy that right yeah. so yeah man when i'm when i'm you know editing in particular that like music is essential to that part so mm. it's it's playing as i'm editing and it's just letting it's it's hopefully you know whether it does have uh, uh words or not it's putting words to my pictures at least yeah. that's how i feel I think uh, opening up your palette, uh, like you said, to, to different genres and trying uh, new things is a great metaphor for life, just in general. Yeah, you man. Know? Yeah. Oh, man. I, it is true, though. It's, it's, I mean, there's so much out there, and I love meeting people like you that are like open to different things because there's just so much. Like, How could you, you know, not you know, be interested in so much other than just one thing? My friend one time, we were having, uh, and I'll, I'll keep it brief, but we had this one conversation where he, we were talking about music, right? And I remember telling him something about like um, music. Actually, not I'll say it. Uh, his name is Aristotle. He's an incredible director. Um, we were having a conversation with him. I'll never forget this. And I was complaining to him about music. I was like, yo, man, music is boring. Like, shit's whack. Like, this, you know, it's all the same shit. Da, 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 da. And he said, hey, man, we're actually in the greatest time period of music that you can, right? Because, like, like I, I'm older than, 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 you know, most people, right? So I'm not, like, crazy old, but, like, I'm old enough to be, like, hey, like, I know what music was like yeah. during this time period, yeah. right? So with that being said... He told me one day, he was like, listen, you know, we're actually in the best time period for music ever because you know why? Because now you can find anything you want. So you're not stuck having yeah. to listen to only this <laughs> or only that. Like you got, you have the ability to choose now basically is what he was saying. And I thought that was really, at the time I, I didn't quite register it, but mm -hmm. like as I thought about it more, I was like, man, that's really cool because yeah, I have the ability now to go listen to Italian music, to go listen to French music, to go listen to Japanese music. You know, like I love... Uh, Brazilian jazz in particular mm -hmm. so that's a big part like if you've ever seen any of my videos that I post on Instagram for example that a lot of that comes from that yeah. you know that, that music and so um, you know but that's also at the same time like I've been playing Future like all day for like the past couple <laughs> days so it just it's all over the place you know yeah. what I mean so yeah that, that that's the beauty of of of, of of taking inspiration from other places you know what I mean it, it's, it's it's eclectic for sure yeah and it's awesome to know how, I, I don't know how to, if, if this is even an important statement, but it's just awesome to, to, to realize and recognize how many people are um, eclectic in just their tastes of, of, of anything, of music, of movies, of different things, because I think sometimes, I don't know, for me personally, I never really felt like self-conscious about like my taste in music or anything like that, but I'm sure there's people who is like, oh, you know, I don't want to play my this type of music around oh, no, these movies, you know? Yeah, no, it's so funny because, like, now, right? Especially because, like, when you get older, you just stop caring about what other people <laughs> yeah, think. So, with that being said, like, I enjoy the fact that my music taste is so eclectic mm -hmm. for multiple, multiple reasons. One, because now I can go into any environment and probably enjoy it and be yeah. comfortable. And then, two, I love, like, honestly, low-key, like, stunning on my friends and like showing them like yeah. I know shit that you don't <laughs> yeah. like yeah I fuck with this kind of music and I'm cooler than you because of that you know what I mean yeah. like even yeah. though it's not that's probably not true but <laughs> yeah. it's just that's how I feel yeah. internally yeah. you know what I mean but but to me like that's that's what makes people interesting right that's mm -hmm. what makes people cool is like when you can like you can come into a room right and 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 I know we probably won't spend too much more time on it but like you come into a room and it's like imagine you're the guy who just only knows about I don't know, 
politics, right? We'll just use that. Let's yeah. throw out some random. Or you only know about, like, you know, keep it music related. Um, you only know about country music, yeah. right? That's it. That's all you know. That's all you listen to. Versus the other guy who comes into the room and he knows about country music. He knows about rap music. He knows about, you know, subgenres that you've never even fucking heard of. Yeah. Like, to me, that guy or girl is way more interesting. And I want to go talk to him instead mm-hmm. or her instead. So with that in mind... I think the more open you are just to embracing things, the more well-rounded you become and the more interesting you become. Man, I'm going to tell you one one last thing. As I've gotten older, I've continued to find out how boring people really are, mm-hmm. right? And I'm like, damn, man, these guys are like, I'm listening to I'm like, this is really boring. And it's boring because the conversation is so one-dimensional, essentially, right? Like, like this person isn't interesting enough. They don't know enough. They haven't experienced enough to be like, yeah, this is worth my time or worth me listening to. So, you know, word of advice to everyone out there, um, open up your palate in everything, whether that's food, whether that's movies you watch. Like, it, it makes you a much more unique person and more well-rounded person because you are aware of all these other things that are happening and going on. Yeah. And I think uh, going along with that, too, is... Uh being humble enough to not reject something that you immediately like feel like, whoa, that's not, you know, yeah, yeah. like, no, be open. Um, nice. I love that. Uh, so we, it's funny. We're, we kind of just went straight into it, but we'll go back uh, yeah, totally. now and, and kind of, I, I wanted to just, just uh, for conversation's sake, uh, getting kind of your background and life story a little bit, just like summary type stuff. Yeah. Um, uh, so like, for example, you, did you grow up in LA or what? So what yeah, kinda? I mean, I, I was born and raised in California. Okay. Um, and I spent like, honestly, a lot of time in a bunch of different places. Um, I, I grew up in, in LA a little bit. I grew up in San Diego a little bit. I grew up in Riverside a little bit. So okay, I kind of cool. like bounced yeah, around. Yeah. Um, so there was no like one particular spot per se um which is cool you know i mean so like i consider southern california my home as Mm -hmm. opposed to like a specific city because i've literally lived just about everywhere in southern california um and then uh parents uh my mom essentially like eventually my my stepdad and and uh, we all moved uh to new mexico uh, albuquerque for a little while which was cool and interesting and then uh, once I got old enough, I moved back to California. And then from California, I moved to New York. And I was there ever since. And then from New York, I just recently had made the move back here to California, essentially. So that's kind of like covering everywhere in a nutshell. Um, but I was very fortunate enough to like be you know born and raised in a big city. And then living in New York for such a long period of time during some of my most like pivotal creative years. Mm-hmm. Um, was like important and ideal so like i i am very thankful for like sort of the life path that kind of i've been on uh, as far as n- new york goes how was that different creatively speaking like just photography wise than than over here because obviously like your work over here has that very like southern california yeah. like sun sunny yeah, vibe yeah, totally. to it well, you know, the funny thing about it is, is that your work naturally starts to take on uh, elements of your environment, right? Yeah. So, for example, 
when I lived in New York, most of my work was shot inside because yeah. the weather in New York fucking sucks, <laughs> right? So you're inside all the time. You're shooting in a studio all the time. You're using strobe lights to make up for the fact that you don't have sunlight. Mm-hmm. So just naturally, your work is going to start to take on whatever traits the environment sort of dictates. So that there's that part. And then also, of course, you got to understand what the market is, right? In, in New York, right, the market is generally fashion-orientated. Uh, excuse me editorial orientated so your work is going to kind of be geared a little more towards that yeah versus let's say california where everything is a little bit more lifestyle orientated everything is you know bikini orientated because the weather's better so like your work is going to kind of make sense and that's that that to me is you know it's just natural it makes sense and so as a photographer you have to sort of adjust to your market uh, as need be and you know what you can do I feel like what I've done at least is I've I've taken bits and pieces from each area and find a way to combine them into my own uh, and, and make something work. So yeah, like right now my work is a little more sunshine orientated. But if you dig through my archives and dig deep enough, you'll also see my work that is very New York, and you can clearly see the you can see the similarity in terms of the consistency, mm-hmm. but you can also see. Oh yeah, this is clearly the New York period. Yeah, you know what I mean. Oh, okay, this is the LA period. Yeah. Okay, this is you know what I mean. Like, there's very distinguishable things that kind of sort of separate those, even though from a general consistency standpoint, it feels relatively the same. Um, so yeah, but that again, Miami same way. You know, Miami has mm-hmm. its own sort of style and vibe as well. So you know, Paris has its own style and vibe. Yeah. Each area you go to is going to have something unique, and you're going to kind of take those things. Uh, 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 into yourself, you can't yeah. just you can't help it. Taking that inspiration from yeah, yeah you can't just help because like you see it every yeah. day, right? You see it every day. You're around it every day. You mm-hmm. can't help but absorb it and apply it. You know, especially if you're spending any significant amount of time there. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, uh, I I love it because what it's done now is it's given me a, a huge palette to work from, right? So like, I, if I want to go back to more fashion type style of work, I can do it. You know, if I want to go back to, you know, some more of the things that I'm doing now, like more sunny type work, like I, I know I have the ability now to do that and, and it look good. You yeah. know what I mean? So that to me is sort of what I've taken from from uh, living in both places. Yeah. Nice. Uh, and then as far as the subject of your work, uh, like, so you've been doing, your, your work is mainly focused, just from what I'm seeing, hopefully I don't like fuck up like because <laughs> i haven't seen some of your older stuff but yeah, yeah, a lot no. of implied nude and nude and stuff like yeah, that right yeah what kind of attracted you or or maybe just drew you towards doing that style of of photography more I, so i can say i guess the biggest attraction to it was the fact that i felt it was the most complex type mm-hmm. of work to do for a couple reasons one i felt that when you're shooting you know fashion or lifestyle or e-commerce work or whatever the case may be you're using, you know, clothes and other items, mm-hmm. right? Props, whatever it may be, to create a narrative, right? And to me, when you're shooting somebody with, you know, no clothes at all, right? Essentially, it's like, how do I create a narrative from nothing? <laughs> there's nothing there, right? Yeah. There's nothing to work with. There's no, there's no prop to hold. There's no, there's no anything to, 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 you know, sort of shift your focus or your attention on, right? Because, like, for example, with fashion. You know, the item is, it's not about the model, right? It's about the clothes and, mm-hmm. and what they're trying to sell you. And so the, I don't have that element to work to my advantage. I don't have the ability to sell you something. I, all I have is the, the model and what they're choosing to express to me. And so to me, I found that to be like a puzzle. How can I make this photograph interesting, you know, with having nothing to work with, mm-hmm. you know, other than this person's presence and their energy to, 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 to work off of? So, uh... 
that to me was a huge, uh, like I said, man, you know, I, I was kind of, I've always been like sort of book smart. And so like my mind kind of works in an analytical way. So anything that challenges my mind and gets me to, to really think hard, I, I, I appreciate. And to me, that was like way more difficult than like, <laughs> hey, put this clothes on and stand over here on this box. Like, yeah. okay, like that's cool. And it's no knock and nobody, and, and it's mm-hmm. no shade anybody who does that. But mm-hmm. I just found that to be a lot easier to do and and I could be completely wrong, right? There's I'm sure there's fashion photographers now who are fucking hating me in this moment. They're like, yo, fuck this guy. Like he has no idea how yeah. how difficult this shit is. Yeah. Like, and that's cool. And again, I'm not I don't, you know, like I've dabbled, but I would never consider myself a fashion photographer, mm-hmm. right? Um so I could be completely wrong. But in my experience, I found this style of work to be much more challenging, much more engaging than shooting you know, fashion or shooting a lifestyle type piece or an editorial type piece or whatever the case may be. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I think that speaks to the the the, pers- the the individual person. Like you said, like one person might actually think that, you know, editorial fashion stuff is way more complex and they have that that brain to like for that person, they're challenged by that kind of work, you know? So it's yeah. it's really all all the about you know an well, individual that everyone has different styles different ways of thinking yeah no i agree i, I i'll put it to you this way <clears throat> i i just realized that i cannot be dismissive of somebody else's right like take on something yeah like, just because i don't think it's challenging doesn't mean they don't think yeah. that right <laughs> yeah. so i can't be dismissive and just be like yeah like that shit was whack and, and <laughs> all you know it's just it, that, that that's not fair yeah and so to me, I wouldn't want somebody to do that to me either way, you know? And so that's just kind of how I look at it. So I, I try to, whenever I speak, I always try to contextualize everything specifically to myself, like mm-hmm. how I feel about something versus, yeah. you know, kind of generalizing, you know what I mean? So yeah, um, that to me was the beauty of it. And then of course, um, I, I, you know, one of the things I've always loved about like you going back to Helmut Newton as an example was I love the not just the, uh, you know, I would consider him, for example, much more of a fashion photographer. So mm-hmm. he took a lot of the, you know, there was a nude element, but that wasn't necessarily the primary focus where mine's is sort of the opposite. It's more nude with maybe a slight fashion mixed. So his is fashion, nude, mine's is nude, fashion, right? So it's slightly different. But with that being said, I think one of the commonalities in, in each style of type of work was just the overall locations and the ability to incorporate these you know beautiful spaces sort of in, in the environment. So that was another like really appealing part, you know, because I looked at Helmut Newton pictures, for example, I was like, yo, I want to be in Paris. Yeah. Like I want to be in, you know, the fucking Bahamas too. You know what I mean? So there's like, you know, there's maybe that shared thread or similarity there, but like that was another big uh, focus, right? Because... I, 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 I didn't enjoy, you know, being in a studio or like being in a box. Yeah. Like it's cool to do it from time to time. But in terms of general preference, like I love to be out on uh, on a location of some kind, whether that's a house or, you know, wherever, just out and about. But a studio is a very confined type of space. And so when you look at his work as an example, you know, he had some of these beautiful shots at like the fucking, you know, like. Uh, Chateau Marmont Hotel or or like at the SLS somewhere like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like it was just like, I want to be there. So those, I would say, were probably the two primary um, things that I enjoy about it the most are things that like kind of pulled me to it, I guess. Yeah. Uh, and then the other question that I had, too, that I think is, is, is something that it, it's going to be hard for me to put in words. So I'll let you kind of, you know, yeah, sure. go from wherever you want. But basically the idea that 
that there is a relationship between photographer and model. You have to have that trust, that relationship, that back and forth to make them feel comfortable, whether it's whatever type of photography it is. True. Um, explaining kind of that... Okay, let me start over. Some of the things that some people sometimes have asked me, for example, or that I've always tried to convey is... is or even analyze about my own work is how do, how do I always meet models that feel so comfortable with me or how do I always meet these people that you know because when it's through Instagram or when it's through a certain thing where you've never met this person before you don't know their personality and then you meet them and you have a great you know creative collaboration going you go wow like how did how did this happen how was this so easy it's something that I've never really been able to like pinpoint sort of I think it's just you know having that respect and having that open-mindedness that that I would think hopefully would come natural, but obviously we live in a world where that doesn't, you know? Um, True. So I guess there's not really a question, but more so maybe your thoughts on that, you know, the relationship, the respect, the the making someone feel comfortable, because obviously I haven't done too much of the style of your photography, so that's even a level up of trust and respect and and having that back and forth uh, about it. I would say that, I mean... That one, I mean, you kind of touched on it, but that's like the key element, right? Mm-hmm. Is the trust factor, right? And the trust is, a, a, and I said it before, and I, I hate repeating the same words sometimes, but it's multifaceted, right? Trust is a combination of, of who you are, right? In, in terms of what people know about you, but it's also a trust in your vision. Mm-hmm. It's a trust in your, your ability to execute, Right, it, it's it's not just one dimensional. It's like, oh yeah, this guy's cool. Yeah, but okay, I trust that you know what you're doing. I trust that you know how to execute. I trust that you're not a creep. Right. So like, there's a combination of things that are at play. Just using that word, trust alone. Right. So with that being said, you know, I've spent many, many, many years, you know, building on the reputation that I have now because I I have true respect for. The, the people that I work with because I understand how unique of a position that I'm in, mm-hmm. right? So my first encounter with somebody, whether that's somebody I met through Instagram, whether that's somebody that was sent to uh, sent from an agency to me, however the encounter sort of uh, initially starts, the fact is my first experience with that person is one of the most unique experiences, period, right? So, and what I mean by that is I'll meet somebody and the, the, you know, within an hour or two after knowing, you know, this person or whatever, or within an hour, I would say, right, this person is revealing a part of themselves to me that, you know, maybe only a handful of people have ever seen, if, mm-hmm. if at all, right? So I, I respect that. I, and, and I respect the fact that this person, you know, based off of how I am, felt comfortable enough to do that with me, right? To, to, to share that experience with me. So art is never, you know, the, the models that I work with or the people that I work with in general, they've never just been like a subject to me. You know, these are people that are human beings that have thoughts and have feelings. And, and I just try to be mindful and cognizant of that. And so I, I'm, I'm, I'm incredibly thankful. Um, but yeah, I, I can't, uh, I can't say, Hey, this is what you need to do. You know, to yeah. to do X, Y, and Z. Yeah. What I can say is that, you know, um, it's not just a singular thing. That's what I can say. It's mm-hmm. not just, hey, you need to do this and then you're fine. It's no, you need to 
be you. Like I can't, you know, one of the things people have asked me, like, you know, sometimes from time to time I, I, I do workshops and things like that. And one of the things that people will ask me is like, yo, how do you talk to people? I just talk. I, I can't, <laughs> like, I can't, yeah. I, I, I can't figure that part out for you, right? Like I can I can't teach somebody how to be cool or normal or interesting or however however you choose to define those things, right? Like I don't I don't know how to do that. Like I just know how to be me and how that ultimately resonates with people maybe allows them to feel more comfortable around me than it does you, right? Mm-hmm. Um so I, I don't I don't know, you know, what again, you know, someone needs to do, but I feel like for me personally, um I find myself, like I said, in a a unique position, and so I respect it and I honor it, you know, as much as possible, um, and and show my gratitude to it, um, because I know it's 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 unique and different. Yeah. Much much respect to you for. I mean, I'm coming from the place too of being someone who is is uh, looks up to your work. So it's great. It's it's. A weird moment for me realizing this right now being in the position of someone that it's like it's it's a weird like what i, I don't know if the right but kind of like a fan almost right. you know it's I, like I, someone I, that it's like whoa oh shit yeah, yeah. like i hear you um but that respect of of knowing that yo this is someone whose work is out there that you've never met this person but look at their work their work speaks for themselves kind of you know you can see Look at look at these girls and these women or whoever has trusted you or has trusted an artist with with their their vision and their collaboration. You know, it's something that speaks for. It, no, you know, I'm not. I, obviously, I don't want to interrupt you because no, no, it, go. it got me thinking though because I was thinking about sort of an encounter that I had yesterday uh-huh. of all things, right? So there was this photographer that I had known. Um, that I don't know personally per se. I, I I've met you know you meet people all the time, yeah. and so you kind of come across this person and that person. And so there's a photographer that I had met who, um, basically I'm trying to think how to word it and 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 sort of make sure I contextualize it properly to this conversation. But basically, as you said, right, my work sort of speaks for itself, and. The reason why it speaks for itself is again is because of the years of experience that I've put in, the the countless hours that I've spent editing and practicing and getting better. Again, my personal reputation, the way in which I try to make people feel, and all those things are like again, it's a very broad combination yeah. of things, right? And then there was this other photographer, this guy that I that I that I kind of had um, had known or whatever, who basically tried to low key like shit on me, right? And he was kind of like basically like, why do you get to do what you do? and work with the people that you work with and I don't more or less right like that was the sort of the sub the the subtext yeah. you can take away from the conversation at least that's how I interpret it so again I could be wrong <laughs> but how I interpret it was that right and then I thought right in that moment I didn't think anything of it but as the day went on and as you know I I I had thought about it more and more and more I realized that I was like because Whatever for whatever reasons, right? We don't know, but for whatever reasons, you seem to miss something. You seem to lack something that I have. Whatever that is, I don't know, right? And I can't teach that to that person. I don't. I don't know. We don't know what it is. But what I do know is that for me, I think the work and who you are are always going to come out and be honest, right? So if people look at my work 
and they say, man, I feel, just by looking at his body of work, I feel like this guy knows what he's doing. Mm -hmm. I know that I can trust him. I know friends that have worked with him. Like, it all just speaks for itself at the end of the day. So I don't have to... I don't have to, 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 to look at another person's work and be like, well, why did this and why did that? Because it's just, it's going to come on its own, essentially. So, you know, to me, I, I, I say that to say this, which is that, like, at the end of the day, as a model, as an agent or whoever, like, and, you know, being everyone being connected on social media, I tell people this all the time. Like, it's important to look at someone's body of work, right? One of the things you'll, so, you'll see sometimes is you'll see these, like, moments of brilliance, in my opinion, You'll scroll through somebody's work or you're on their webpage or whatever and you'll see something and you're like, oh, that that sparks my interest. That's really interesting. And then it's followed up by, and again, this is all subjective because it's art, mm -hmm. right? But let's just say for the sake of this conversation, it's followed up by like, you use Instagram as an example. Um, it's followed by like four photographs that you kind of just like don't really care for, right? And it's like, uh, brilliant moment followed by four meh, moments, right? And then there's another brilliant moment. So what they're lacking in that, right, kind of thing from, the, from this standpoint is there's this uh, lack of consistency. Whereas when you look at my work, for example, like you can see there's a consistency, there's an element to it that, that is very prevalent. And so that in turn, I think, just makes people naturally um, more trusting because mm -hmm. they see over and over and over and over again this guy knows how to execute this really, 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 really well. And so that goes back to that expression, you know, you know, uh, jack of all trades yeah. Or, or, yeah, jack of all trades, master of none type of deal, right? Or something like that. I could be... No, that's right. Totally wrong. Yeah. All right, cool. I just making sure. I, I was like, yeah, yeah. I, I'm kind of tired. So I was like, maybe I'm, I totally blew it. But yeah. yeah. Um, so, you know, for me, I've, I've, you know, I wanted to be a master at this. You know, people ask me all the time, like, oh, why don't you shoot more of this? And I love people telling you what you should do with your life, which I <laughs> yeah. find just incredibly arrogant on their part. Like, oh, you should shoot more of this. Why? <laughs> like, I've never understood people who say shit like that. But with that being said, um, I wanted to be a master at this. You know, like I, again, back to the sort of self-motivation thing earlier, like, you know, I really hope and, and friends and people that I know personally have told me this and I just sort of take it, you know, with a grain of salt, but I hope like in like if I'm being honest and mm -hmm. for the sake of this conversation I want to be um there's a part of me that will like people tell me like oh man like dude like you know you know you're you're gonna be like the young you know the, the young helmet noon one day or, or, or you're gonna go down as like one of the greatest and like I, I I just take it you know in stride and you know thank you and and I appreciate that you know the 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 the, the compliment mm -hmm. but there's a part of me that feels that like personally like that I want that for myself you know, like I don't think there's nothing wrong with, with saying that, like, right? There's nothing saying that, hey, I want to be really great at something. Yeah. And for me, this happens to be that lane. Like, I wanted to take this style of work and run its course to the end, whatever that means. And so hopefully one day, um, people will say, hey, man, yeah, in this lane of work, this guy was one of the very best. And he was one of the very best because not only was he respectful to the people that he worked with, he was one of the best because he made people feel comfortable, he understood what they were looking for, he executed really well, he you know, found ways to sort of challenge certain shots creatively, mm -hmm. like whatever sort of things people use to ultimately describe it, um, that'll be on them. But I want those things for myself personally, you know what I mean? Uh, if I'm being honest, I, I don't, you know, boast on them or anything like that, but like, there's nothing wrong to, to internally want to be really good at something. And so that's how I feel, you know? And so, 
to me, right now, um, I feel like I'm getting closer. Yeah. I'll put it to you that way. I feel like sooner than later, I feel like I can ultimately walk away and be like, I feel like I'm a master. I, I'll probably never say it just because <laughs> I'm not gonna. I don't. I don't have that kind of ego. Yeah. But like internally, like I'm, I'm getting there. Like yeah. Closer and closer, man. I'm, I'm feeling it. I'm like, man, damn, Cameron, you're really good. Like, <laughs> I love that. You know. But that's that. because again, I, I put years mm-hmm. and years and years and years of practice into it. You know. So you reap what you, you know, you reap what you put into it, right? Yeah. Um, again, it's no different than, like I said, going to the gym every day, right? Like, I respect those people because I'm like, damn, like, you know how hard it is to get up every day and, like, go work out when you don't want to? Yeah. So, yeah, that, that's, that's how I feel about that, you know? Yeah. I, and and it, being able to admit that, I think, is, uh, yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. I feel like, I feel, I do. yeah, it's such a, it's kind of complex because it is true where it's like, you don't want to be that person that's like, I think I'm the greatest because you're not always going to say that to everybody, but there is that feeling of wanting something great for yourself because you know, you know, that's that you just want that. Yeah. It's, uh, it's something, and, and you know what kind of work, like, you know, <clears throat> the level of work that you're putting into something, right? Yeah. Like, like again, I, I, I always have these moments of just like self honesty and self reflection. And if I know for a fact that I'm putting in like half ass effort yeah. and then it's like, I'm putting in half ass effort, but I want to be the best. It's like, come on, bro. Like, really? Like, it's not gonna work, right? Yeah. Those two things don't even mix together, right? So, if I'm gonna consider myself to be one of the best, then I have to be, you know, firing in all cylinders at all times. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, to me, going back to like sort of the original, you know, the original question, part of that cylinder, right? So, if we, I'm using almost like a car, right? Mm-hmm. A car has pistons, right? Each piston represents a part of me as a as a totality, right? So, part of that could be the trust factor. Right? Part of that, again, yeah. like I said, is the, uh, the, the creative concept, the, the, the way in which he thinks about the shot, the angles, the photographs, all those things. So for me personally, like I said, I, you know, trust is such a broad thing, um, but I think I'm lucky and, 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 and fortunate enough to be able to tap into whatever that trust is very well between the people that I work with. Yeah. And for the people that are listening to I, something that I thought when you were talking was that all these things that we're talking about, I love that we're viewing it obviously from the perspective of photography, of art, but there's so many more applications. Obviously, there's a ton, and it, it just made me think, like I pictured when you were saying, you know, we, we all want something kind of, or we want that. I'm probably misquoting you, even though I heard you no, five seconds ago, you know, but that, that, that uh, feeling of, I want to be great, you know, and I pictured someone in an office working on like a pie chart or something being yeah. like, I, I am the greatest at doing this for, for what I want to do, you yeah, know? Yeah, but why not, right? Like, like to me, I, I've always had just this, you know, personal sense of, like I said, self-motivation, right? And to me... I, I, I'm I don't know if it's I, I don't I'm not really a big believer in like astrological signs and mm-hmm. shit like that, but like I'm a Capricorn, right? And based off of the various traits that they've applied to Capricorns, one of the things they always say is like determination is like <laughs> one of the key words, right? And I don't know how true it is in terms of the general sense or, or the literal sense, but I feel that way. Like when I commit to something, I wanna do it to its highest ability. Mm-hmm. So again, when I made the commitment that photography is what I wanna do Okay, so photography's here, being a master is here. 
and how do I get there? Yeah. Right? What do I? How much? How many years do I have to put in? How many hours do I have to? How many? Uh, you know, uh, hours do I have to spend editing? How many relationships do I have to form? You know, whatever I have to do to ultimately get to whatever this is, and that's just me personally. But like I said, there's plenty of people that are oh fine with. You know, uh, I, I I will say this because what I did just a second ago was generalize. I said that everybody wants something great from themselves. That's mm. not true, right? Because that yeah. kind of contradicts <laughs> what I said earlier, which is that you have to find it for within yourself. Yeah, exactly. Right? So I will say for me, uh, once again, I realized that I wanted to be great at this. Mm. And so taking the complexities of the type of subject matter and, and, and trying to you know take it as far as I possibly can um, has sort of led me to you know basically where I'm at today, right yeah. now. You know, more or less in a nutshell. Yeah. And from the point that you are at today and, and going forward, uh, one of the kind of last last questions that we'll present is uh, in the near future, One, I know one of the projects that you've been posting about has been the Shades Project. I've been seeing that, you know, yeah. Shades Project, Shades Project. I'm like, ooh, what yeah. is this? Yeah. Uh, you you want to speak on that? Yeah, sure. I, I've kind of kept it a big mystery to a certain extent in terms of the, the essence and the meaning of what the project is. Okay. So what people have been seeing, when, you know, is me, you know, and, and seeing some photos, you know, things like most of them are like outtakes and things like that, but just photographs that, you know, maybe from the project or may not be. But they don't understand why the project exists or what's it supposed to mean. They just mm -hmm. know that it exists, right? And that has been so, so, all right, first, one, you guys are getting in it like an exclusive here okay. in this sense. <laughs> yeah, right? I was about to say, you can say because, whatever you want. Yeah, no, no, it's, it's an exclusive here because I've, I've, I haven't, there's only a handful of people essentially that know what the actual essence and the meaning of the project is. Again, most people just know that it's something, it's called Shades, and we know it's coming, right? That's it, pretty much. But for me, I have realized that I am getting closer to my creative end than my beginning. Mm. So, I, I think, you know, it's funny because I remember thinking about this with, the, uh, you know, the actor Donald Glover, right? Childish yeah. Gambino, right? He's like one of my favorite artists, right? Yeah. But he... He talked about right how he was retiring, you know, yeah, uh, uh, his his, you know, from from, not who knows maybe not necessarily making music per se, but he's sort of retiring the moniker of Childish Gambino, mm -hmm. right? We do know that much at least. Yeah. And to me, he, one of the things he said once in an interview, and I and I'm definitely I'm sure I'm misquoting him to a certain extent, but he pretty much said, um, you know, I kind of just believe like everything has like an end, you know, and there's like a sort of like a finite time period for things, and so I feel the same way with my photography. Like I I feel like. You know, I'm I'm at a point now where I don't. Uh, I feel like I'm getting closer to my end, and then so once you start to realize, it's like retirement for like a basketball player. Like yeah. you can kind of tell, like, <laughs> yeah. okay, man, I only got like maybe a few more uh, you know years left where I can put up 30 points every you know every day before you know I kind of just sort of fade away, and that's okay, right? But the, the question becomes, how do I how do I leave a mark then? How do I mm -hmm. leave a legacy? And that's where this project ultimately got birth from. The idea for me was that, okay, yeah, Cameron, you shot a lot of beautiful women and you shot a lot of, you know, great work, but what's the overall impact of that work? And, and what's the conversations that are going to be left uh, in, in, uh, um, to, be had, to, to be had once you decide to put the camera away, mm -hmm. right? Because, um, you know, for some people, you know, they may want to shoot till like, they're 90 years old and that's cool. You know, for me, I'm I shoot till I feel I'm done, whatever that may be. So that could be another year from now. That could be maybe another two years from now. For me personally, how I feel, I feel like I'm in the the final windows, whatever that 
actual time period may be. With that being said, this project was a way for me to hopefully create a lasting impact. I thought, okay, all right, Cameron, you know, speaking in third person here, like what's the, what's the thing that you need to, to solidify your legacy, right? We know you can to create great work. We know that you can shoot with this person and that mm -hmm. person, but like, what's the thing that people are gonna wanna, you know, really talk about afterwards? And so this Shades project is a statement project about the lack of diversity that I see within this industry. That's what this actually really is at its core. As someone who's been doing this for as long as I have, I've seen the industry be dominated by a sort of particular type of model, uh, a particular color, right? A particular whatever at any given time. And to me, I felt that there was this sort of lack of inclusion and diversity amongst, you know, models of color in particular, right? So I saw all these women that I think are beautiful and that I think are amazing. And for whatever various reasons, they were just kind of not passed on because that's not to say that's the case with any of these women. But just mm -hmm. I'm talking about in the general sense that like, oh, because she's brown or because she's mixed, right? Like you and me are or yeah. because she's, you know, darker than this, like we're not really kind of give her the time of day. Right. And to me, I was like, I don't understand that because these women are just as beautiful and just as interesting and just as amazing. So this conversation that I wanted to create with this project was I want to show you the different shades right that's that's where the title comes from right the shades that range from sort of here to here basically this hue of color and show you how beautiful these women are in this kind of way because what you don't see is you see all these beautiful editorials of like uh, you know especially if they're anything like nude or like mm -hmm. fine art related for example like you'll see you know these really beautiful shots of like you know Rosie Huntington or like Candace Swampool but you don't really see models of color in those same types of you know same types of shots right with the same level of attention and the same level of care and detail and so to me you know, I if if I had to sort of define myself as a uh, in terms of a as a photographer or a style of photography, it would be I guess maybe more on the fine art kind yeah. of side. So from that perspective, how many you know quote unquote like fine art photographers do you see shooting women of color in this capacity? You don't. And so that became an avenue in which I felt that I can I can create a bigger conversation that these women deserve and should be shot with the same amount of tension and care and detail as someone like a Candace Swampool, who just in this case happens to be, you know, white, right? So that's just calling a spade a spade. And so to me, I think once this project is completely done and finished, people are not gonna look at, at the level that I'm at. Cause like, yeah. I was talking to a friend of mine, right? He was telling me like, you know, had I created this project like years ago, it wouldn't have the same impact. Like, because I'm not who I am today, right? So with that uh, being said, he's like, man, you know, this is like right on time, right? Yeah. Think about the conversations that we're having just in, in, in not just from photography, but just in the world as a whole, right? Like mm -hmm. think about the, the race conversations that we're having in, in our, our own country here, right? Yeah. Like yeah. that's a part of life, right? That's a part of, so it's hard like trying to separate your art and be completely oblivious to the fact that I also happen to be uh, uh, a black male in society, right? Is I, I can't do that. Right, so how can I find a way to take my talent and then also create a conversation piece about something that's going on in society, mm -hmm. but applying it in, in, in a sort of direct, indirect way to my work? Yeah, right. So that's what Shades is at its core. 
You know what I mean? And so to me, I think when people finally get to see the project in its totality and, and fully understand its meaning, then you realize why these pictures mean more, why they're worth more, why they make more sense now, as opposed to just, oh, this is a really pretty shot. Yeah. Now, as I said, right, it's words to pictures. Once you contextualize something, it makes much more sense. And so that's Shades at its core. And I hope that once it's done, people will see like, oh, wow, we need to look at these models more, right? And we need to pay attention to them more. And that's going to be the conversation going forward, you know, and that comes through, you know, me, hopefully. Yeah. Right. So that's where I'm trying to build my legacy and, and make my final stamp. And once I feel that is done, then I feel like I've reached master status. Like, I feel like I've, I've, I've reached that, like, legacy status period where I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm good now. <laughs> like, I could finish this project and walk away and know that I felt like I had a great um, like I, I sort of achieved everything that I wanted to do mm -hmm. you know what I mean like I shot who I wanted to shoot and I made a statement the way that I wanted to make a statement and it just so happens to be this though right I mean I could you can make a statement about anything right but this is what I chose to make my statement on and it happened to take you know 13 years for me to finally figure that out so yeah that that's uh that's the Shades Project sort of in a nutshell um I'm hoping to get it all done and finished by the, you know, uh, this year. Um, the cover is done, which I'm really excited about. So, yeah, it, it's essentially a gonna be a, a gallery uh, exhibition, a, a solo gallery ex exhibition with all the work that you know I, I've been accumulating over basically the past like year and a half, going on maybe like two years or whatever. And so um, I hadn't, I haven't given myself like a specific deadline. Like yeah. it needs to be done at this time. I've given myself sort of arbitrary deadlines, and then blown right past them I'm like yeah I'm gonna be done I'll be done you know in August and then fucking August comes around and it's like well I, I guess I'll be done in September and then like yeah. September comes you know what I mean so like it's it's kind of one of those things where cause like I don't you know I'm, I'm gonna go until I feel like I'm done until mm -hmm. I like I've gotten everything that I want out of it yeah. so right now I would say if I had to give it sort of a marker of some course I feel like I'm in this like 70% range you know 60 to 70% range of feeling complete um there's elements to the project that are done and, and, and things that are going to be in play going forward. Um, but in terms of the overall art itself, there's still people that I want to work with the, mm -hmm. out there. Um, um, and so if you guys are listening to this, you know, like, just know that I'm trying to find you. <laughs> <laughs> so there's people, yeah, that I still want to work with. Um, there's still production side things that need to be handled and finished and things like that because it's a project that I'm personally investing in so mm -hmm. you know it's cost me even now to this day it's like it's actually cost me a lot of money to put it all together and it's going to cost me a lot and when it's all said and done but I'm okay with that because again if it if it creates the conversation that I want to have afterwards then it's worth it right so um that is is sort of uh, where I'm at I will say you know just recently again the, the, the last thing that's kind of happened the most recent significant part of it was mm -hmm. putting the cover together and the cover, so how I'm, how I'm choosing to tackle this is slightly different. I think, again, I, I've been in this game for so long that you start to see the patterns of things and you realize how conventional, like we were kind of talking sort of off, uh, off air, I guess, uh, about how you market something or how mm -hmm. you attack something strategically. One of the things that I've noticed, right, all the years is people, amazing photographers, but they all follow this traditional path of promoting their gallery or promoting their book. So I chose to kind of do things a little bit differently. We're, you know, applying some like guerrilla marketing to this project, which is going to be really sick. You got, you know, some crazy dope posters and covers and billboards that are going to be going up. Um, 
radio, right? Like that's something that people like. How many times? How many times have you ever gone on the radio and heard a photographer talk <laughs> yeah. about, "Yo, I got this project coming that's out. Like, sick. you guys need to do this, right?" Yeah, so, yeah. like, we're just trying to find different ways to really approach this project because at the end of the day, yeah, you want to cover the traditional formats, mm -hmm. but we also live in a time period where you have to think about things differently, yeah. and you have to find new ways to reach and and get the audience to engage. You know, I'm I'm even looking at you know. Man, how can I build a street team, right? Think about the concept of what street teams used to do, right? They would go around, like the radio guys and shit, they would go around, hand out stuff, pass out things, like just doing anything and everything you can. So that's where the investment part comes in. It's, it's putting all these different things into play. But again, I think it'll be worth it because the conversation that can be had afterwards from this project will be worth every amount of dollar, money, penny, you know, whatever you want to say that I put into yeah. it. So, um, yeah, the, the, we, we, we got the cover done. Um, it looks really sick and amazing. Um, a couple people have seen it, and um, that'll be coming out, you know, hopefully sooner than later. But uh, who knows exactly when this will come out, but uh, um, it may line up, you know, just yeah. sort of coincidentally that by the time this drops, the, the picture may, uh, for the cover may come out as well. We'll see how it all goes, but yeah. So that's the Sage Project. Nice. And, and when you're talking about, you, you keep saying the word cover, so... It's it, well, so the covering is it, what, what that is in particular was we decided to okay, from the idea of it being a gallery initially, mm -hmm. we also decided. Well, I shouldn't say the few people that have helped me work on this project and know about the project was like, I think the gallery is a great idea and it's amazing, and that's what we want because we want people to show up and convene for art, right? We're, we want you to come centralize, come talk, have this conversation about race, have this conversation about art in this place, but also at the same time people kept kind of reiterating the fact that why isn't there something tangible? Mm. Why can't I have something to take this with me? And so I thought that's where things expanded, right? And so um, I was like, okay, what I'm going to do now is I'm going to keep the, the gallery, which is important because I want people here, but I'm creating something that allows people to take a part of the gallery with them home. Yeah, now. yeah. And, and thinking about that too, I love that idea of you know that per you all convening for art and then kind of spreading that because then these people are taking that and that's on their you know wherever they decide right, to put right. it and then that starts the conversation exactly. so that's exactly. kind of an extension of it exactly so you know you got to look at organic growing <clears throat> right organic grassroots and so for me i've been very lucky that i've i've had you know an audience and just friends and people that have followed me for years and years and years who've known me before social media and mm -hmm. just like known my work in the industry for years that like there's a lot of people that are really helping me put push this project and make it bigger than you know than 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 what i could ever possibly do by myself which i truly appreciate but yeah you know to me i thought that made the most sense, right? Give something that people can take and let those conversations continue to flourish on their own outside of this moment. And that is uh, uh, the, the goal, man, you know? And, and, and that's, that's the end prize for me as of now, you know what I mean? And then anything after that is just like sort of icing on the cake, yeah. you know what I mean? So like, if I ever get to, you know, shoot, I don't know, whoever, whatever, like that'll always be, that'll always come secondary to how I feel about this project, which is why I've been so not only just heavy with 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 talking about it in, in the broadest sense because again i wasn't really trying to give people like the details per se until i was a little closer in time and now we're actually at that point so it's okay mm -hmm. to have this conversation but you know I, i've kept it very close to my heart because i knew how much this project ultimately means to me and the type of impact that i wanted to have and uh 
so yeah, like I said, you know, you guys are kind of getting the exclusive drop here. Um, I hope everybody will ultimately come support the project when it does finally come out. But you will start to see, you know, sometime you'll know when it's time because the 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 promotion and the media aspects that we have behind it are going to ramp up very very heavy yeah. very quickly. Uh, so if you're in the LA area and in New York in particular, you're going to see the poster. It's it's like gorilla posters that are going to be like plastered like uh, everywhere. It's going to look. It's gonna look sick. So I hope people actually go out and like take pictures with it, tag me and like, yo, like this shit's coming soon, and and like you gotta come support. You know what I mean? And and uh, and, and and show some love. You know, if you're into it. Definitely. God, beautiful, beautiful. Uh, Cameron Davis, thank you for joining I us. I appreciate it, man. Uh, thank you for for letting me have this time to talk. Yeah, man. For for people who want to find your work on Instagram, his Instagram is. Cam's journal. Correct. Um, any other things that you want to plug? Uh, yeah, I'm gonna put my website back up real quick. I know everybody keeps <laughs> fucking asking me. Um, I took my website down for like a multitude of reasons, and I've been like working on it for the past like couple months. So the actual core aspects of the website are done. Um, I need to handle like a couple other little things first before I ultimately get it up because. You know, I want my website to be fly for you guys. So, like, I want people to go there and be like, oh, this shit is amazing. Like, like this work, how it looks, how it feels, how it flows. Like, I'm, I'm very meticulous like that. So, um, that's really it. You know, I just, I just want to get that up and running as soon as possible. But at the same time, be smart about it. So, mm -hmm. I don't want to, like, just put it out there just for the sake. Like, yeah. I go to so many websites and I'm like, oh, these websites are trash. <laughs> I was like, this shit's whack. It's like, the layout's garbage. Like, I really want to be dope. And so, I try to... You know, being dope takes time. You know what I mean? And so, um, yeah, the, the that pretty soon you guys will have that. But yeah, as of now, you can just follow me on Cam's Journal. You'll pretty much see just about everything there. Um, there's other work that I do that I that I keep off books or that I talk about in other aspects. But uh, generally speaking, you can find my work there. Yeah, man, and 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 just you know, show some love. You know, I, I try to be interactive with everybody as much as possible, especially if the, you know, especially if it's, you know, photography related or comments and things like that. You know, I don't I don't deal with the bullshit or the negativity. Yeah. So, like, if you're here for the for the for the craziness, you know, this is probably not the best Instagram to follow because I will <laughs> block you very fast. Um, but, yeah, I appreciate you giving me the chance to talk. This was actually really cool, um, to be honest with you. So. Yeah, man. Uh, much love. Nice. The the Donald Glover of the photography world. That's how. <laughs> <I'm gonna... laughs> One day we'll see. <laughs> yeah. we'll All see. right. All right. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for listening, everybody, and take care. Take care.